in Michigan facing the, the World Series championship is UCLA, who, who was you know the eighth seed in the College right. World Series. I think they, they were twelfth themselves going into that tournament, and of course, uh, you know. When you're talking about the top ten teams, talking about a team like Michigan, yeah, they're you know maybe eleven or, or ten spots behind a Tennessee or UCLA, but you know it comes down. All those teams have a great pitcher, you know Jenny Ritter, Monica Abbott, Angelica Sullivan. It doesn't matter who it is, and uh, you know when it comes down to that, you know there's really no difference between you know that that elite group of you know ten or eleven teams at the top. Yeah, and you know a lot of the Michigan players saw those pitchers last year. Uh, Burkhaw had a great uh, series against UCLA, and even against Monica Abbott, um, you know the Michigan team played pretty well so Michigan you know as that as that underdog seed might have a little bit of an advantage as because they've seen those teams before but again you know those teams have also seen Jenny Ritter um, to uh, to face them in, in the in the tournament but uh, that'll wrap things up for this edition of Extra Points. Remember to tune in this Wednesday at 6.30 for the non-conference game between Michigan and Eastern at Ray Fisher Stadium. Log on to WCBN.org and click on the WCBN Sports Stream. So for Jeff Monahan, I'm Steve Schuster saying good night and go blue. When you feel and about to give up. Welcome to another WCBN Sports production here on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Penny, back to pass. Blitz is coming, gets it away, and it's caught by Edwards. He streaks across and scores the touchdown. Braylon Edwards into the end zone again, and the Wolverines have put the points on the board. Will await the extra points. The pressure now squarely on the shoulders of the Michigan State. WCBN in Ann Arbor. A square, y'all. This is Jake and Jake at WBTN. John Kent. WCBN. WBTN. WCBN. I'm from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Ann Arbor. Yeah, I was there during the 60s when the universe meant something. All right, so hi guys out there in Ann Arbor. Now we're Hello, good evening, and welcome to Gray Matters, our weekly media analysis and current events program. I'm Jim Dwyer. And I'm Dick Whaley, uh, arriving just a tad late. Right on the buzzer. Yeah, well, welcome to another edition of the News and Media Talk Show. Uh... Oh, boy, you can't beat the weather we've had lately, eh? Oh, it's just about ideal. Not too hot yet. I always hate it when it gets super hot too early. I once saw a survey of the American people who said that 72 degrees was the ideal temperature. For Michiganders, it was 68. <laughs> so we like it a little uh, a little cooler than the rest of the uh, red states. Yeah, and it's nice to have the lilacs uh, lasting this late. 
And speaking of the red states, it's interesting that Bush's approval rating is only above 50% in four states in the nation, Idaho, Wyoming, Nebraska, and Utah. <laughs> the populations of which, uh, if totaled, uh, probably come up to maybe half of New York City. Well, probably even less than southeast Michigan. Uh, but they, so there you go. And they're out in the middle of nowhere, so they uh, maybe don't follow things as closely as the uh, rest of even the other red states. No, no, they don't. They uh, get all riled up about uh, gun control, abortion rights, and the usual nonsense that uh, works so well for the Republican Party in elections in the area of propaganda. Well, I'm sure that propaganda will be something we'll be talking a little bit about tonight, given the big uh, CIA shakeup over the weekend, and <laughs> seems to be an amusing uh, scandal attached to uh, the demise of Porter Goss. I don't know if that's a, a new uh, microbrew sold here in Ann Arbor, but uh, I think Maureen Dowd put it perfectly when she said he was never qualified for the job to begin with, and, uh, well, he had to leave, and if I can find the exact uh, opinion here, because I think it, it's it's classic, where she writes, uh, yesterday Porter Goss lost his job. Lost the job he never should have had in the first place after John Negroponte gave Mr. Goss the axe. W went biking in Beltsville, Maryland. When the spooks get spiked, W spins the spokes. <laughs> and, of course, uh, in this uh, little article entitled Poker Hookers and Spooks, uh, something that uh, probably the mainstream media should investigate a little more thoroughly regarding the history of the CIA. Uh, it's amazing how benignly they're being portrayed these days. Well, almost sympathetically, given the fact that the uh, administration was able to simultaneously, I mean, have their cake and eat it too, regarding intelligence on Iraq, to uh, claim that they've been given faulty uh, information, and then later, you know, blaming that on the, uh, well, first of all, claiming the information was legitimate and valid, and then when it was demonstrably false, and then later, of course, uh, pinning quote-unquote, bad information on this agency, um, which has had a series of shakeups in uh, the top management. I mean, this is just the reason of several uh, changes. Yeah, and it's interesting that this uh, number three man, Kyle, don't call me Dusty Fago, <laughs> appears to be another uh, soon-to-be casualty in this uh, house cleaning that I think is scary at certain a uh, certain level because it's obviously John Negroponte's uh, doing here. I don't think there's any uh, secret that Goss had problems from the get-go, but uh, he's being sort of uh, hung out to dry while Negroponte, who, gee, is a good old-fashioned spook from all sorts of previous Republican administrations dating back to uh, the uh, Reagan administration, where he seems to have oper uh, been a collaborator in the uh, secret war in Nicaragua as ambassador to Honduras. Interesting uh, stations that he's uh, occupado lately, and uh, well, I you know the new guy Hayden um, strikes me as probably intellectually qualified, but it's certainly uh, well he's been handpicked yeah by uh, Negroponte. So. He's the number two man. Right. And he's been in charge of this NSA uh, spying thing. So let's give Bush a brain damage award just for demanding that. 
quick hearings be heard, quick confirmation in this, quote, time of peril regarding the war on terror. In fact, I think Congress should take their jolly good time if uh, this is the, the man that Bush wants in this position. I think there mm-hmm. needs to be thorough hearings regarding the NSA spying program and its illegality. Um, if they want to earn their paychecks and pretend like this is still uh, something like a democracy, it's probably indeed well worth questioning, uh, do we need another military head of an intelligence agency? And it's interesting, by the way, just from the recent Harper's Index regarding the rank of the NSA among U.S. employers of mathematicians, number one. Uh, So the mathematician majors here uh, in the United States uh, seem to end up working uh, in the computer uh, surveillance rooms of the NSA. Well, the NSA, of course, falls under the jurisdiction of the Pentagon. No such agency uh, was what it used to be called. And, of course, it's... uh, that Zach Budget is classified. Well, even more troubling than that, I mean, the NSA has at least, you know, there's been some good investigative reporting on it, but uh, this new National Clandestine Service, which was created in the recent intelligence overhaul, um, according to an article by Catherine Schrader in uh, the Associated Press, is uh, largely made up of the CIA's spookiest operatives. Well... What does that even mean? But it sounds bad. The National Clandestine Service. Geheime uh, Staatspolizei. Indeed. And, uh, well, this, you know, to some level, at some level is an inside Washington game, and uh, how it transpires is anybody's guess. But given the fact that uh, there are so many questions regarding uh, the misuse of intelligence in recent uh, years by the Bush administration. I think going slow on the hearings is the way to do it. And uh, I think that it is of some concern that a military man is heading the civilian agency. I heard one leading Republican senator say that Hayden should simply resign his commission in the military to reassure the public that... uh, Take off the hat, dude. Yeah. Take, wear, wear a business suit. Take your take off your hat briefly so you can bamboozle the public that we're keeping a civilian in charge of the military. Well, well, it's all about appearances, and if they just get one of those nice little drape with a message on it uh, to hang behind him when he's sworn in, that's how the administration does things. Call it something and label it. And regarding Mr. Fago, just very briefly on this, uh, and I'm just quoting from a a recent uh, article about this regarding uh, Porter Goss, and unfortunately I don't think I have the author on this because I clipped the uh, front page elsewhere. Uh, It says he leaves the agency, uh, as he leaves the agency, Mr. Goss is widely expected to be joined by other members of his inner circle, many of whom he has brought with him to the CIA from Capitol Hill. Kyle Fago, a longtime agency officer who Mr. Goss elevated to the number three job, plans to resign from the agency in coming days, a senior intelligence official said Saturday. wonder if that was a Negro Ponte, the unidentified senior intelligence right. official. Uh, Mr. Fago is a longtime friend of Brent Wilkes, one of the defense contractors whose role is described in the indictment Earlier this year of Randy Cunningham, known as Duke, a Republican congressman from California, Mr. Fago's ties to Mr. Wilkes have been investigated by the CIA's inspector general. 
and this relates to the poker uh, poker parties and prostitutes, mm. and apparently, uh, interestingly, some poker games played with a nine-fingered man from the CIA. It makes for wonderful uh, potential in the area of movie scripts. Yeah, I think those are the outtakes from the uh, Twin Peaks series. Uh, well, Dick Cheney's got to get a brain damage award uh, for saying one thing in uh, the Baltic states, uh, chastising Russia for uh, reversals in uh, personal liberties and freedoms. Dick Cheney, the friend of personal liberties and freedoms, always on the uh, lookout everywhere for violations there. And then uh, days later, speaking in Kazakhstan, uh, an incredibly... Uh, repressive state in which all political parties have been banned uh, except for the ruling party of course um, praise them for advances in democracy um, of course Kazakhstan considerably richer in resources than uh, Russia or the Ukraine but uh, I mean does, does anything this guy says mean anything I mean it's entirely a meaningless rhetoric yet again from Dick Cheney yeah, and I don't know, praising Kazakhstan is just bizarre to say the least. And uh, I don't know, taking Russia to task is uh, no big surprise. Well, certainly there's... The uh, Bush administration has other interests in the region. And by the way, I've been reading, and I'm almost two-thirds done with this uh, interesting book called The Iranian Labyrinth, Journey Through Theoc uh, Theocratic Iran and Its Furies by Dilip Hero, who's a long-time... Uh, well, he's actually contributed to the nation over the years, as well as uh, all sorts of uh, international, well, American and... He had a book about Saddam's Iraq a number of years ago that yeah, was uh, well-respected. London uh, newspapers, and on the jacket it notes uh, that uh, his book, The Longest War, is widely regarded as the definitive history of the 1980 through 88 Iran-Iraq conflict. Um, and it's... Oh, it's uh, you know it's interesting to read this book because this is sort of a uh, dry reporter's approach to the uh, history of Iran since 1500 and how the uh, American, British, and Russian empires mm -hmm. have had all sorts of interest in Iran because of its uh, geographic uh, key uh, that it's the only country that borders both the Caspian Sea and the Indian Ocean as well as the Persian Gulf. Um, so, uh, readers may want to check that out at some point, because I think there are some interesting, um, things in this book. I just wanted to read one brief thing, um, regarding the controversy involving, um, Iran's nuclear program. Um, this has got some history of all sorts of the developments. Ooh, boy, I seem to have lost this. Oh, here we go. Uh, regarding the uh, the arrangement that the United States uh, sort of permitted uh, between uh, Russia and Iran regarding nuclear weaponry, uh, nuclear power, I should say, and whether or not this will lead to a nuclear weapon. Because there's now, of course, an intelligence debate here in Washington as to when Iran will acquire such a weapon, if indeed they will. He writes, in December of 94, the Atomic Energy Authority of Iran signed an $800 million contract with Moscow to build two 
1,000 MW light water nuclear fuel generators as part of a nuclear power plant to be finished by May of 2003 with Iranian participation in the construction. Light water is ordinary water used both for cooling the nuclear chain reaction and for transformation into steam to run the electric generating turbine. But because progress on the joint adventure was slow, joint venture was slow, Tehran switched to a turnkey arrangement in February 98. The Russians proposed to use sealed rods containing pellets of uh, 3.5 to 4 percent pure uranium as fuel. When energy, when, when hit by high energy neutrons, these pellets will undergo controlled chain reaction and heat up the surrounding water, producing steam, which will run the electric generating turbine. Resisting pressure from Washington, uh, Russia confirmed the contract. In desperate need of foreign exchange, Moscow could not afford to cancel such a lucrative commercial deal. Nuclear technology was one of its most successful exports, and it had made several inroads in several Asian countries, including China and India. It reassured Washington that its reactors could not be used to produce weapons-grade plutonium and reminded the U.S., that it and South Korea had agreed to supply two similar reactors to North Korea at a cost of $4.6 billion. Well, um, that's interesting because all the experts that have talked about the nuclear program in Iran point out that this uranium in question is exactly this uh, 35 to 4% pure uranium. And, of course, to get enriched uranium for nuclear-grade bombs, you need 90% enrichment. So it's interesting, um, you know, while Cheney is over there in uh, Asia, that he would uh, make these sort of inflammatory comments uh, about this uh, Russian government. Not that they don't deserve them uh, at some level, but... uh, I think that it's an example of uh, how the Iran, the Iran question before the Security Council uh, will go nowhere uh, because China uh, has signed all sorts of oil deals with Iran and Russia has signed nuclear deals. And again, this uh, Russian-Iranian alliance is largely of the making of the Bush policies vis-a-vis the Middle East. It's uh, an alliance that probably wasn't sought out but that uh, seemed natural uh, to anybody outside this unilateral uh, approach that the administration has taken. Not a surprise. By the way, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about this uh, Bush the leaker. Uh, the various permutations of Bush over the years has been interesting. And I went back and I checked when Bush uh, ordered this uh, new uh signed this new executive order which allowed him to unilaterally uh, both uh, classify and declassify documents. Right. uh, This apparently also allows Cheney to do the same thing, and this is sort of at the heart of the Scooter Libby uh, trial, uh, perjury trial, that uh, Patrick Fitzgerald is uh, uh, pursuing. And I, at the time, remembered that it coincided almost with the beginning of the Iraq War, and I did indeed find out that this uh, basically happened several days after the Iraq War. Uh, Bush has signed an executive order on the 25th of March, according to Elizabeth Boomiller, um, that will delay the release of millions of government documents and make it easier for presidents and their administrations to keep historical records secret. 
something that the Bush administration will undoubtedly have to do, uh, given its perfidy in uh, the Iraq uh, war uh, process. I also went back, by the way, and checked the price of oil shortly before the Iraq uh, war started. Interestingly, it was about $26 a barrel. It's now 70 So uh, the invasion of Iraq has had a direct uh, cause and effect, shall we say, of the price of oil, in addition to this saber-rattling with Iran, and as we pointed out last week, uh, the Bush administration's involvement in the uh, attempted overthrow of Hugo Chavez of Venezuela. Bush wants to investigate those gas prices. He ought to appoint Dick Cheney to head the commission, along with John Negroponte, of course. No stone unturned by those two. Well, uh, gee, I don't know where to go here next. Uh, This is something I just want to mention quickly because it was good to see some confirmation of something I've had a gut feeling to. And, and, you know, relative uh, to the context of uh, international geopolitics, maybe not that significant. But I think a good example of uh, how blind uh, Americans uh, can be made by their own government's failure to adequately protect them. And, uh, you know, maybe terror isn't the threat. Maybe the real threat or a more potent threat is the artificial butter flavor on popcorn. I've always had a gut feeling that that stuff is toxic. The smell is, to me and others, nauseating. It's not even allowed on the floors of uh, certain floors of hospitals because of the troublesome nature of the fumes lo and behold it turns out that they are indeed toxic it's a chemical called diacetyl that uh leads to a condition uh, known as uh bronchiolitis obliterans it mm-hmm. literally consumes the lungs uh with rich delicious butter flavor um The Food and Drug Administration has let flavoring producers and sellers decide which chemicals are safe, and OSHA has delegated health examinations of flavoring workers to an industry-paid doctor. Well, how many people work in the flavoring industry? You think that can't be a major thing. It's a $3 billion a year industry, um, more than 8,000 employees, but there are tens of thousands of workers who work in other capacities with flavorings. Um, This stuff has been known to be toxic since 1977 when dermal tests on rabbits led to the same condition. So it doesn't even need to be breathed Mm -hmm. to lead to this uh, fatal lung condition. Um, It's pretty remarkable. Uh, Doctors, of course, who knows if it's the same doctors who say that, uh, uh, you know, choosing what chemicals to... uh, classify as uh, dangerous uh, industry paid doctors that is uh, doctors say that um, it's okay to eat this stuff consumers who prepare or eat the popcorn with this artificial butter flavored dust are not at risk because they are unlikely to experience the chemical concentration found in a workplace in other words you're only having a small amount of toxicity mm-hmm. and your system can process that But if you eat a lot of popcorn or if you're around a place that's making popcorn, when you make microwave popcorn, that stuff is being dispersed through the air. So here you go. It's a friendly, helpful, flavorful chemical that, uh, you know, who knows how many people are coming down with this uh, condition. Well, maybe instead of uh, hitting Iran with Moab, the mother of all bombs. Drop a little popcorn. Yeah, drop a little 
buttered popcorn on those uh, people in Tehran. That'll <laughs> inspire them to overthrow. Well, the EU has just uh, announced that <laughs> that aspartame poses no cancer risk. Yeah, so. I saw that. Um, I was going to mention that because I did an, an not an entire program, but a program on that particular Italian study that's being debunked there. But, of course, that little item has so little information in it. Right, it's, it's, it's virtually worthless. Qu- quite unclear what they're referring to. Um, of course, when you were talking about buttered popcorn, I, I couldn't help but think of J. Edgar Hoover. <laughs> and uh, while I've been reading this book on Iran this past week, I also finished up Bob Woodward's uh, Se- The Secret Man, which is his uh, huh. little personal memoir about uh, Deep Throat. Um, his uh, secret source in the government that, of course, turned out to be W. Mark Felt. Um, it's interesting. Uh, the, the, the book is just sort of uh, doesn't have a lot of new information on the subject, but I think that the uh, discussion that uh, Haldeman and uh, uh, Nixon have uh, regarding their suspicion that uh, Mark Felt may be uh, hmm. feeding the Post informa- uh, information is just fascinating. I noticed in yesterday's New York Times, in the uh, book review section, John Dean has reviewed a, another book on Mark Felt, uh, this by uh, John O'Connor, who was involved in the original Vanity Fair um, article that appeared last year. And uh, this is just fascinating. Uh, Dean, of course, uh, he's appeared, by the way, frequently on uh, Keith Oberman's show, uh, Oddball, um, and uh, he, he he has written very critically about the Bush administration's uh, pursuit of various uh, scandals. And Worse co- than Watergate yeah. is the name of one of his books. Yeah. Cover-ups and whatnot, and he writes, uh, years ago, as a th- uh, throat sleuth, I purchased a copy of the FBI pyramid in a, and that was the original felt book, uh, a used bookstore for a dollar. Today, the FBI pyramid sells online for up to $1,000 or so because it is so rare, not because of anything valuable it contains. In his review of this publication, David Wise said that practically the only thing that he had learned from the book about the FBI was that its director, J. Edgar Hoover, mainlined vitamins (laughs) every morning, Valerie Stewart, the chief nurse of the FBI health service, gave him an injection of multiple vitamins. Uh, If the subsequent manuscript has added anything important to the FBI pyramid, it has escaped this reader's attention. Um, So the the notion that J. Edgar Hoover got a daily shot in the rump by (laughs) a nurse from the FBI health service, I think explains why this man was such a freak. Most people just consume the vitamins <laughs> get a flintstones chewable orally it's a lot easier <laughs> or through a normal diet but uh, j edgar hoover was anything but normal indeed uh, a strange and disturbing man and a strange and disturbing image well uh real quickly there was an interesting uh, little tete-a-tete uh between rummy the big dummy and some plain folks uh, down in Atlanta, 
last week, and it's probably worth mentioning this short little item by Shannon McCaffrey in the Associated Press, reprinted in the Ann Arbor News last Friday, um, is entitled, Angry Anti-War Protesters Confront Feisty Rumfeld. And what I find interesting in this uh, is McCaffrey's language. Um, The protesters are described as unusually hostile. Um, Later on, we're told that um, they're... uh, Administration of, it's not unusual for top Bush administration officials to encounter protests and hostile questions. Really? Uh, that's uh, kind of news to me. Uh, but the outbursts Rumfeld uh, confronted Thursday, quote, seemed tougher than usual. Um, so we've got angry, hostile, tough citizens. Mm-hmm. That's who these are, asking questions. They're not reporters. Ray McGovern, uh, who got the most uh, attention on this, is a, a former CIA analyst, and his material can be read online at the Counterpunch site. Uh, his question was, why did you lie to get us into a war that caused these kinds of casualties and was not necessary? Pretty straightforward question, not necessarily angry or hostile. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rumsfeld's response is, and here's as M- Shannon McCaffrey writes it, Quote, I did not lie, close quote, shot back a feisty Rumfeld who waved off security guards ready to remove McGovern from the hall at the Southern Center for International Studies. Well, feisty is a friendly word, I think, uh, to describe a sort of energetic, if somewhat cantankerous, grandfatherly type. And we can see the generosity of, of Rumsfeld who waves off the security guards positioned and at the ready without a moment's notice. To drag the guy out. Um, so this article uh, really is doing a great favor to Rumsfeld in couching the incident in these terms. We don't get the full extent of his response to McGovern's uh, pretty simple question. Well, and of course, um, McGovern, I've seen him repeatedly on uh, television, not repeatedly, but frequently on TV. He's He's a former CIA uh, briefer. In fact, uh, I believe he was a briefer for the first President Bush. So, I mean, he's not some radical uh, weirdo. That, Left-wing uh, kook. Yeah, he's he's basically a mainstream um, person that was eased out of the intelligence agencies probably because he didn't, uh, you know, uh, comport and comply with the edicts of Porter Goss. Uh, Porter Goss, of course, I mean, I don't know when he resigned from the CIA, uh, McGovern, that is, but Porter Goss, when he came into power, uh, was basically given a mission of, quote, getting behind the president's program, unquote. And, of course, just this past week, and the reason that there may indeed be angry protesters is it's been revealed that the FBI spied on 3,500 Americans last year uh, without court orders, um, and this basically is the same old garbage and crapola that was going on in the 60s in which anti-war protesters are investigated as threats to America, um, not the people in Al-Qaeda. Um, and this is nothing new, but needless to say, it's now been revealed that the Justice Department Let's see, approved uh, through secret court orders, 2,000 orders for clandestine searches or surveillance in 2005, an 18% increase from the year before. Well, as Frank Rich pointed out in a recent recent column in 2005, by the way, 
uh, while we hear all these claims that the war on terror is going well, progress is being made, blah, 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 terrorist attacks globally were up by a factor of four. Unbelievable. Uh, Of course, this is part of uh, the national security apparatus of the American government, and it shows how misdirected uh, it frequently is. Uh, Searching the, uh, shall we say, the Internet and personal lives of the Quakers uh, is a very strange use of resources. I don't feel particularly.